Welcome to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. Join us in person for worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. For more information about Covenant, including discipleship and mission opportunities, visit us at www.covenantpresjackson.org. There was a disagreement, a quarrel, a dispute within the family that maybe you can relate. Maybe you've experienced a family squabble or two. Well, the the disagreement, the quarrel was between an uncle and a nephew, Abram and Lot. But it didn't start with them. It started with their herdsmen. It started with those who watched over their flocks, who watched over their sheep and oxen and donkeys and camels, and the dispute was over land. Specifically, it was over where their flocks were grazing, where their flocks were eating, where their flocks were drinking. You see, the problem was one of abundance. God had blessed Abram and Lot, provided for Abram and Lot. They were wealthy. Both had an abundance of livestock, but they were confined to one small area of land. And the land in which they lived together, the land in which they dwelled together, could not support their abundance. So there arose a disagreement. Perhaps it started as minor bickering, grumbling. But over time, it turned into arguing, raised voices, flaring tempers, frustrations, day after day after day. The situation was like a a pot of water that was quickly heating up, so much so that Abram felt the heat, Lot felt the heat, and before it boiled over, before it spun out of control, Abram stepped in. Abram intervened. When we last saw Abram, he was being escorted out of Egypt, escorted by an armed guard out of Egypt. If you remember, Abram entered Egypt to escape famine. And even though he was fleeing death, he still feared death. He was concerned that the Egyptians would kill him. Why? Over his wife. Over Sarah. She was beautiful, and Abram feared that the Egyptians would see her, the Egyptians would want her, and that they would take his life in order to have her. So this was Abram's first great test of faith. Up until this point, he had been walking in faith, step by step in faith, trusting in God, trusting in the promises of God, because when God called Abram, he promised to bless him promised to make a great nation of him. He promised to give him land. But in Egypt, Abram listened to his fear over God's promise. In Egypt, Abram trusted his own plan over God's plan. He asked Sarai, his wife, to say that she was his sister. So in fear, Abram was focused on himself. In fear, Abram was focused on his own well-being, his own welfare, his own security, and he was unfaithful. Now, this deception resulted in Sarai being taken into the house of Pharaoh to be part of his harem, to be his wife. But even in the midst of Abram's unfaithfulness, God 
was faithful. He blessed Abram, blessed him with wealth, with livestock, with servants, all because of Sarah. And God cursed Pharaoh, cursed him with disease and illness, his household with disease and illness, all because of Sarah. And when Pharaoh found out the truth that he had been deceived, that Sarai was really Abram's wife, he sent Abram out of his presence, out of his house, out of Egypt. And Abram traveled back the way he came. He went north through the Negev to Bethel, which means house of God. Now, this was the first place where Abram had pitched his tent. This was the first place where he had built an altar. Listen, listen to part of verse 4 again. And there, Abram called upon the name of the Lord. In other words, he worshipped. He glorified the God who had spoken to him, called him, chosen him. He magnified the Lord who was faithful to him, who had blessed him even when he was unfaithful. This is a picture of repentance. And repentance is a turnaround. Repentance is a 180. It's, it's turning from and turning towards. It's turning from Egypt and turning toward Bethel. It's turning from going your own way and turning to go God's way. It's turning from sin, turning from unfaithfulness and turning to God. Turning in faith. Walking in faith which then leads to worship. Like Abram, have you walked in faith, walked in obedience, but now you find yourself in Egypt? Are you living in fear? Have you, have you been focused solely on yourself, solely on your own well-being, your security, your plan? Is your life or parts of your life a deception? Are you living unfaithfully to the God who called you? Turn to Bethel. Leave Egypt behind. Turn to Jesus. Turn in faith and worship. Abram left Egypt a, ch a changed man. So, so how does this changed man respond to a new test of faith? How, how does this changed man respond to this family disagreement, this family quarrel over land? Would he once again act out of fear? Fears of losing the land that he had? Will Abram assert his rights? Will he exercise his privileges? And he was, after all, Lot's uncle. He was the head of the family. He was the social superior, which granted him the first choice, that granted him the first option in land in grazing rights. Now, Abram could assign Lot's herd a particular section of the land and keep the choices part for himself, and Lot would have to defer to his desires. Lot would have to defer to his uncle's wishes. Now, Abram also had the promise of God, the promise of land. He could tell Lot, this, this land is mine by right. It's mine by divine gift. You can tell your herdsman to back off and stay out of the way. 
In other words, in order to solve this dispute of abundance, Abram could close his fist, grasp firmly to what he had, exercise his authority, exercise his rights. With a few words, he could end the the dispute while satisfying his own well-being and stifling any fears that he may have and be justified in it. But that's not what he does. Abram humbles himself. Abram opens his hand. He relinquishes his rights. He defers to Lot. He serves Lot. He's gracious to Lot. He places Lot's well-being above his own. And listen again to Abram's words to his nephew in verse 8. Let there be no strife between you and me and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, I'll go to the right. Or if you take the right hand, then I will take the left. Abram gives Lot the first choice. He gives Lot the first option. Whatever Lot chooses, Abram would go the other way. Abram makes peace by choosing relationship over possessions. He makes peace by choosing fellowship over property, and he is able to do so by trusting God. He is able to do so by trusting God's promises. Again, God promised to bless him. Again, God promised him land. Therefore, Abram need not grasp, cling, hold, but have an open hand. Abram is willing to sacrifice what he had been given, trusting that God would provide, trusting that God would keep him. Abram walks in faith. His actions here, Abram's actions here, point to the gospel. His treatment of Lot point to the gospel. And here is how. There's not simply a disagreement. There's not simply a dispute between you and God. The difficult truth the scriptures teach is this. There is separation. There is alienation. There is enmity between you and God. All because of sin. Your sin makes you an enemy of God. But the scriptures declare this amazing good news. God humbled himself. He relinquished his rights. He entered creation. He took on flesh. He became a man. He became a servant in Jesus Christ. He opened his hand and was pierced by nails for you. Placing your well-being above his own, he was crucified. But by his death, through his death, he has made peace. He has reconciled you to God so that through Jesus, you're no longer separated. You're no longer alienated. You're no longer an enemy, but by faith, you are a child. You are a son of the living God, a daughter of the living God. Abram was promised land. He was promised a home. You are promised a future home one that is eternal, one that is imperishable, one that is everlasting. A home with your heavenly father. Heaven. The true 
Bethel, the true house of God. Have you received this gift of reconciliation? Have you received the promise of an eternal home? Is your faith in Jesus Christ? Do you follow Jesus Christ? And, and if you do, if you do walk in faith, don't walk in fear. Don't live with a closed hand, grasping, clinging to what you have. Walk in love, walk in grace, walk in peace like your Savior, humbling yourself, serving those around you with an open hand. Gracious, generous, choosing relationships over possessions, choosing fellowship over property, all through trusting your faithful father. A changed Abram walked in faith, making peace by allowing Lot the first choice. Now, Areas around Bethel are elevated around 3,000 feet above sea level, which pr provides a view of the surrounding land. And so as, as Lot gazed at the land around him, he looked east and the Jordan Valley caught his eye. And he saw that it was a fertile land. He saw that it was a well-watered land. He saw that it was a land like Egypt, a land like the very garden of God, a land like Eden. In other words, Lot looked and he thought, that looks like paradise. So he went there. Lot went east, walking by sight, out of Canaan, settling near the city of Sodom. Abram had made peace. Peace in his family, peace with his nephew. Now, our New Testament reading was from the book of James. Let's listen again to verse 18 from our reading from chapter 3. A harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. If you sow peace, if you plant peace, you will harvest righteousness. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of of God, Abram made peace. And when Lot had gone his own way, once again, the Lord spoke to Abram. The Lord reminded Abram of his promises, confirmed his promises to Abram. But this time he told Abram to look, to look to the north, to look to the south, to look to the east, to look to the, to the west, to look all around him. And all the land that Abram saw, all the land that his eyes rested on would be his land. And not only his land, but the land of his descendants. Descendants whom God said would be as numerous as the dust of the earth, a multitude. The land would be theirs too, forever. Abram approached the dispute with Lot with an open hand. And God filled it. Then the Lord told him to walk, to walk the land, to walk all that he had seen, to walk north, to walk south, to walk east, to walk west, to walk the length, to walk the breadth, and what he walked on would be his. And this man who lived in tents, this man who had no children, this man who had turned from Egypt to Bethel, 
obeyed the Lord. He walked. He walked in faith. He walked by faith. He walked trusting the promises of God. He walked trusting the word of God. And when he was finished, he moved to Hebron by the Oaks of Mamre. And there he built an altar. Once again, Abram responds with worship. God's gracious promises should always result in praise. Traveling through life, Living in tents, it's easy to become restless. It's easy to become fearful. It's easy to live with a closed hand grasping. Walk in faith. Like Abram, walk in faith. Walk trusting the promises of God through Jesus Christ. Walk in faith, looking to the land that God has in store for you, the promise of an eternal home. Walk in peace. Walk with an open hand, trusting that the Lord will fill it. And worship. Live, your li- live traveling through this life in worship. Worship the one who died for you. Worship the one who reconciled you. Worship the one who prepares a place for you. A place that will be better than all the land. Thank you for tuning in to Witness, a ministry of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Jackson, Mississippi. 